everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I want to tell you about a project I've been working on with my friend David Zetter. And one of the things David does is he works with, he's a healthcare consultant, and he works with some practices that want to analyze where their contracts are, and then he'll negotiate some payer contracting kind of things and whatever. And what um, my piece in the puzzle is to grab the data out of the practice management system or wherever the, the, payer contracting data is and try to get a sense for who are the big payers and who are the big, you know, where are the big CPT codes and what should we focus on and some of those kind of things. And David and I have been doing this for years and more and more what we're finding is, yeah, we're going in there to do payer contracting and to negotiate payer contracts and what are we getting paid for 99213, those kind of things. But what we're finding more and more in the two last week is that as we grab the data to do the analysis, we're finding that there are a lot of unpaid claims. And when I'm trying to look at payer contracting, what I'm trying to do is filter out claims that haven't been paid so that we can only look at the claims that have been paid to get a sense for, okay, how many claims are being paid and what are we getting paid on average or what what are actually being allowed on average on these claims. So as I go to filter them out, I'm saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. In the two groups we talked to last week, Odds are there's more revenue left on the table from unpaid claims than there is available to negotiate. If you're the best payer contracting negotiator in the world, you're not going to get as much as what's being left on the table in unpaid claims. So what I want to talk about today is I think it's worth your time, whether you're doing the billing in-house, whether you're outsourcing, wherever the billing's getting done, to analyze what's happening with your billing. The first thing we're finding is a whole lot of unpaid claims, 3 to 5%. And there were some zeros after those numbers of the total amount of dollars that weren't getting paid. And, and even if you factor out and say, all right, we're only going to get X percent of the bill charge on average, there's still quite a few zeros after that number as we look at these practices to help. So the first thing to look for is to analyze your billing office, where in, in-house, outsourced, wherever it is, and look for unpaid claims. How many unpaid paid claims are there by payer, by CPT code. And I would look and say, all right, if they didn't get paid, what happened? And I'd, you know, sort them largest to smallest and get the recent ones that are still available to to bill and say, what happened? So the first question is, is it because that we thought they got billed and somehow they didn't go through the clearinghouse and they never actually made it to the payer, the payer said they didn't get them, whatever, or did they get denied and the denial wasn't worked? Or did something else happen? I would, on a claim-by-claim, payer-by-payer basis, I would understand why I'm not getting paid for specific claims. And even if the water's under the bridge and, hey, these are 2008 claims and you can't resubmit them or appeal them or whatever, I would still want to know what happened and fix the problem going forward before I did anything else. I'd want to make sure that, hey, I've stopped the bleeding and then I'm going to go back and refile or resubmit or appeal or whatever I've got to do with these older claims. But what happened? Did, is it a clearinghouse issue? Is it a, an appeal issue? Is it some kind of follow-up issue? Is there a computer issue going on? Figure out what on earth is going on with unpaid claims. The second thing we found when we're trying to do payer contract and instead looking at claims is there was some surprising variation for a patient with the same insurance plan with the same CPT code in the same year or contract year where the amounts were not consistently being paid the same. And I think I would look at those and say, all right, first and foremost, what's my contract amount? If my contract amount's $80 for this procedure, then why would I ever get paid less than $80? And sometimes your analysis is going to have to look for 
modifiers or multiple procedure discounts, or maybe it's an advanced practitioner instead of an MD or whatever. There, there, there are a couple of good reasons it might get paid less than what you expect. There's an awful lot of bad reasons it might get paid less than what you expect. So after looking at big claims, I would look and say, all right, I'm going to grab for my major CPT codes, for my major payers, I want to look at the allowed amounts, let's say for 2019 on those codes, and I dump it to Excel, sort it and analyze it and say, all right, I want to find, if the contract's 80, I want to find everybody who paid less than 80, and I want to see like a ticket or a visit or an encounter number. I want to know who the patient was. I want to know why I got paid less than that. And maybe if you can dump this data to Excel, you can grab modifiers, you can grab the provider, and that can help you solve some of these. But we were still seeing inconsistencies in payers. I think some of the big national ones are payers are generally speaking more reliable, but that's not 100%. Some of the local ones are not as consistent as you would hope and as you would expect them to be. And I think it's worth looking at. So today's big idea is, yeah, do payer contracting. That's a great idea. You ought to negotiate with your payers. But in the process of doing that, audit your billing department. Look for unpaid claims. Look for inconsistencies in paid amounts. Look for denials that didn't get appealed. Grab that data out of your practice management system, one way or another, get help from your IT department, SQL Server, CAD report, whatever you can do to get that data. Analyze those things. And if your experience is like the experience that David and I had the last week, there's money on the table and it's well worth your time. I hope these big ideas for medical practices are helpful for you. And I appreciate you joining me today.